please accept my apologies. I was driving back from Handoff and uh, I've got uh, one of the captains of uh, Asamara ship that's cruising to Adelaide today and uh, we get, we're great mates. So I took him out to Handoff to give him an experience over there, Lovely. up there in the hills and uh, got caught with the traffic coming back. So oh. my apologies. Oh, that's that's fine. That's fine. So how did you celebrate uh, Christmas, Phil? Uh, with the family at home, uh, had a lovely, uh, most of the family over. Some some of them had to go to their other halves, but we had uh, really most of them on, on uh, Christmas Day. A few came at uh, Christmas night, and then uh, we had a lot of the grandchildren over yesterday as well just to uh, play a little bit of Father Christmas, uh, you know, with all the all the gifts again, and uh, yeah. they loved it. So yeah. uh, we start from a 13-year-old down to a four-year-old four twins. Uh, so it was a great day. So two Two lovely days, so yeah. and I forgot about being back on duty today. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Look, uh, children really make Christmas, don't they? I, I'm a do, I'm a granddad. I, I've got two grandsons, and uh, it's such a joy to to you know to to, to go through it again. I mean, it, it brings back what it was like to have your own kids, and now exactly. your kids now your kids have had kids as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, David. And I think yeah, one of the things that uh, my wife Alison reminded me of this is the this is the final chance yeah, with your kids because. When you have got your own, you're off building a business and you're busy and missing some opportunities with them. Whereas with the grandchildren, you go, no, no, I can't afford to miss any opportunities with them. So uh, it's a great time. Yeah, for sure. Now, for those wanting to escape the Christmas madness uh, for next year, what are your top holiday picks? Well, I always love going away this time. If, if you go away this time, I don't normally because I love the, the summer months here and we live on the beach. So, but if I was going away, it'd be you know, to uh, either to experience the Christmas markets in Europe on, uh, on on the river boats, uh, doing you know, from uh, Amsterdam down to Budapest, or skiing in Canada, uh, having mm. a white Christmas in Canada, or in say Japan, skiing there. This year probably not the best year to be skiing anywhere with the weather as it is. Yes. But uh, always always a white Christmas is, uh, is is fabulous because we don't really get to experience those uh, those types of things. Uh, and also you know getting away to uh, places that you might not get a chance. You know whether it's Fiji. Whether it's Bali or whatever, so uh, it's uh, me. Uh, as I said, I like missing Christmas, being home, and then go away later in the, in the year. Yeah, sure. Um, I have experienced a white Christmas uh, in Canada, uh, and it was—it is just so different, isn't it? And you would have oh, experienced a white yeah, Christmas, absolutely. But, but, but a lot of people here, uh, they just could not imagine how different it is to, to experience Christmas with snow falling and so on. It, you actually, right. you actually, you are living a Hallmark card, if you like. You are, you are. And when you, and when you experience it there and you're watching, you know, the snow coming down and just going out and playing, and that, you know, one of my favourite spots is in uh, Banff in uh, Canada and uh, being there at the Banff Springs uh, Resort or, you know, the uh, resort one on, on the lake as well. Yeah. And uh, it's just fabulous places to experience it. And, and one of the last times I did it, we had we had all the whole staff singing, you know, hymns from the uh, from the staircase of the, uh, the the hotel. The uh, yes. it was just just fantastic. Oh, so, exactly. Uh, memories you don't memories you don't forget. Mm. And look, I've even been on a sleigh in the snow at Christmas time in Canada. Yeah. Uh, it was just extraordinary. Um, <laughs> it's, it suddenly all starts to make sense. Like like some of the songs, like Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, yep, you know, yep. it, it makes no sense to us here, but we still sing those songs. But when you're in the Northern Hemisphere at Christmas time, it all starts oh, to piece together. You know, yeah, no, we were talking about that last night, about the chestnuts, you know, and the opportunity to go and have a roasted chestnut. I mean, 
nothing beats it. You know, but unfortunately, we don't experience it down here, but you've got to go to one of these uh, great places in winter to be able to do it. But as I said, they're great memories for us because, <laughs> you know, we've normally been away. We've taken friends away celebrating you know, special events. But just to be away is fabulous. I took on the uh, European River Cruise, which we call the uh, winter market, or the, sorry, the Christmas market. Yeah. I took my kids and their partners, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience of going through. You know, we started off in Paris, uh, then we uh, trained across to uh, Amsterdam, and then right down to Budapest. And just, uh, David, as we were reaching Budapest, the river started icing up. And the captain said, I've got to get you into Budapest to get you off because wow. the river is icing up. So uh, <laughs> it was wonderful experience. But we did our own Christmas tree on the, on the, on the ship as well, on the river. So it was just fabulous. So, yeah, good oh. memories and good memories with the oh. kids. Now. I always remember those sort of trips. Yeah, sure, that would be magic. Look, what, what about getting close to, to Santa's homeland? I mean, how, how far north can well, you go? And, well, and is, no. there, is there any, are there any places that way that, that, that capitalise on the Christmas uh, story? Uh, yeah, you can go up there. I've had uh, staff members take, uh, you know, go up there with all their families and, and get up and as close to as, as where you can to see uh, you know, the real Christmas time. And, and they've done the, you know, slept in the igloos uh, and the ice hotel, <laughs> uh, gone on a sleigh ride, gone on a snowmobile. So you can do it. You know, you've got to plan ahead. You know, we, we do a lot of it for uh, really, uh, uh, David, multi, multi-generational travel, you know, for mm. uh, actually grandparents. And it's what I want to do with my family and the kids just take them all up to Lapland and do it there and experience it, you know. Oh, I yeah. think it would just, just be fabulous to do to do that. As I've seen the photographs of some of the, as I said, some of the staff who have done it with their kids. But it's just a wonderful experience. The one thing, David, that I really noticed in the last probably three years is how much uh, multi-generation travel is growing. Grandparents realise that mm. the one thing they really want to leave with their grandchildren is memories. Yes, rather yeah. than objects or money or anything like that, it's actually experiences. And I took uh, all our gang to Fiji one uh, break, and, uh, and two of my kids were, two of the grandchildren were uh, three and five, and they can remember, David, every day of stuff we did at Fiji, mm. you know, whether it was pole seating, whether it was out with the guys on the canoes and that, and mm. the cookie bugs. It was just a fabulous time. That we all enjoy, but the memories of what they can remember is day by day. And yes. I love that when they ask me about it. So I promised them that uh, we'll do Disneyland um, down the line. Not at the moment. It'll take a couple of years of repair <laughs> work after uh, COVID. But uh, I keep promising that yeah, we will do that trip all together and again have that wonderful experience of yeah. the family traveling together. So, so is that is that uh, a trend, as you say, like uh, like oh, absolutely. families going, you know, like with, with three or four generations of families traveling yeah. together? Absolutely, and often, you know, you find that some of the, the children or the, you know the grandchildren may be working overseas. So we'll just coordinate the whole lot of them all coming together mm. to arrive at uh, a certain point where you know wherever the destination is, whether it's Italy, whether it's Canada, whether it's uh, Lapland, or or, uh, you know, Fiji, whatever, and we just bring them all in, and that's mm. what we do, is be able to do that so that the, we take the worry out of whoever's paying the bill, <laughs> other yeah. paying the bill, uh, and, and, and coordinate the whole arrangement so that uh, they don't have to worry about those sorts of things. So uh, what about the cruising industry at the moment? Uh, any yeah, any decent cruises? Oh, yeah, absolutely, and the market is red hot at the moment. I just uh, dropped the captain back off at the outer harbour. He's... Uh, He's captain of the Azamara Quest, which is in, and I've travelled with him many times. I did a couple of big charters with him, especially the one in 2015 when we did the Anzac 100th anniversary with the 
whole ship. So mm. and he's coming today, and he loves he loves Adelaide, but he loves the wine. He just falls in love with all our uh, great red wine. So <laughs> we'll give him a little bit of a sample today. But tonight they're doing they're taking the whole of the passengers on at the Mara Quest today from Outer Harbour to uh, to uh, Adelaide Oval, and they're in a, a sort of an amazing night tonight at the Adelaide Oval with James Miles and, and, and other uh, oh. performers putting on a show and dinner tonight. Then they'll take them back to Outer Harbour late tonight around about 10, and the ship sails out of Outer Harbour to Sydney at 10, 10.30. So so there's a lot going on at the moment. We've been with Queen Elizabeth in the ship Queen Elizabeth. We've had Coral Princess. We've had Pacific Explorer and, uh, and Oceana. So we've had a lot of ships in in the last, say, four weeks, mm. and we'll have a, probably another 15 uh, visitations before the end of March, David. So, yeah, the market is very strong. Uh, people are rebounding. And the one thing we find with uh, cruising, David, is people love cruising. Uh, they were very quick to get back on again, and yeah. we're seeing that rebound coming back very quickly at the moment. It's something I've never done, but uh, I will eventually, I, I hope. But uh, stay, if if you want, are there any cruise lines that, that leave from Adelaide? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're working on that. I mean, just before COVID, David, or, or the start of COVID, we had a lot of ships that were going to do what we call home porting out of Adelaide. So they go out of Adelaide and they come back to Adelaide. So we've what? still got a few uh, for this year for, for before March. We've got a lot starting in October in 2023 going right through 2024. So people who are listening today for the program, they're basically going out of Adelaide and back to Adelaide. And the nice part about that, David, it's so convenient. So you can actually... Sail out of Adelaide, go to New Zealand, do 15, 16 days around New Zealand, sail back into Adelaide and get off and get your taxi home or get to pick you up or whatever. And it's so convenient. Fan, of course no it is. Fantastic. No big security stuff. Yeah. Easy and as anything getting on and off of Outer Harbour. And it's a, it's a lovely terminal. They've, they've done up the terminal. So I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a nice terminal for the sort of traffic that we uh, have coming to Adelaide and going out of Adelaide. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So, so what would that cost? Like that that uh, that cruise that you were talking about to New Zealand. How much is that? Uh, I reckon it's, it's it's about eighteen hundred as a starting price out of Adelaide wow, that's uh, with great. Princess. So, so they're good pricing because of you know, where you go, the places you go to, you see a good part of the whole of uh, of New Zealand. So that's always a favourite. New Zealand's one of the favourite destinations at the moment. If I had a list of say three favourites out of Adelaide, direct flights or direct. Cruising is, is places like uh, uh, New Zealand, uh, Bali as far as flying to, Fiji as far as flying to. Some cruise ships go to, to Fiji, but they're on a continuous sort of uh, you know, itinerary. Um, so they're, they're very close by. Japan for 23, 24 cruising around Japan is in huge demand at the moment. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a, it's a very popular destination in the Australian wow. eyes at the moment. Okay, that's fantastic. Look, uh, can you stick around for a bit longer? I, I, I'll take I a can, break. I can. No, I can, David. Not a problem. All right, that's true. Right, so uh, I'm talking to a Phil Hoffman, a Travel Supremo. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Well, it's my name on the door, and so at the end of the day, if someone needs something, I'm there to make sure that it happens. Really, we are the architects of anyone's travel. There's no need to sift through the internet and get confused. We have 10 convenient locations through South Australia, plus a great website and online service, but qualified staff to look after you all the time. And also, when anything happens, we're there with a 24-7 backup. The internet is not, and it's our personal touch to give you that all the time. Visit pht.com.au. 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is David Bruce.
Yes, and I'll be with you until 7pm. Uh, uh, at the moment, uh, I have uh, Travel Supremo Phil Hoffman on the phone for a change rather than in the studio. Uh, welcome back, Phil. Uh, Thanks, David. Now, tell us about your travel expo that you have at the end of, the, at the end of January. Yeah, uh, David, it comes up in uh, January the 29th on the Sunday. And uh, we'll have uh, the expo at the convention centre, which we normally have two a year, so we will have two, but this is the first one. And we're doing it, we've brought it for, forward early this year, uh, for next year, mm. because we think the demand of people wanting to go to des des destinations is out there. And so we'll have probably about 75 exhibitors on the day uh, talking about destinations, talking about airlines. Uh, we run seminars, David. So it's a really big information day for people to gather all the latest on the 23, 24 programs that mm. are out there, but also a chance for people to pick up some really bonus offers, uh, some real offices sort of incentivize you wanting to travel, mm. but also you can book on the day and get some special uh, offers given to you and some extras. So it's a day where people come. And sometimes, David, I'll see clients that have, you know, our regular clients, they'll come and they'll spend eight hours and they'll probably do two or three deposits for the next, uh, you know, two years. Uh, and so it's a great day. It's a fun day, mm. but also an opportunity for you to get all the latest information. And I love it because I get a lot of information from my the clients who sure. have been on holidays or who are thinking about the next holiday or the next one as well. And that's where we get a lot of information, intelligent information from what they're thinking about, what sort of fears they may have. Is anything out there that's worrying them? And we can sort of alarm, you know, get rid of those uh, fears straight away by talking to them about what we're experiencing, what we're hearing from our clients who are travelling all the time at the moment. And David, can I just say the demand at the moment is so much far greater than the capacity uh -huh. we have out of Adelaide with the yes. flight that if you want to go in 23, you've got to get it and see us fairly quickly because... Uh, uh, the seats are being you know, consumed very quickly mm. by the uh, travellers. Yeah, well, it's all that uh, pent-up uh, wanderlust. It is, it is. <laughs> and, and we always said that once, once they gave us you know, the OK then to fly out of Adelaide internationally, uh, the demand would be unbelievable, and it is. And, and uh, the biggest problem at the moment is we just need uh, a few more staff to handle the demand. But what we're doing is saying to people, if you want to get that undivided attention, is then you make an appointment, come and see us, and then we sit down and we plan the holiday. But not only that, David, we're with you then all the way. We plan mm. the holiday, you go on the holiday, but you've got us at the end of a line, uh, whether it be a text, whether it be a direct phone call, that we're there with you all, all right around your trip to make sure that, mm. you know, there's anything that could go wrong, we're there to sort of c correct it straight away because you just never know in today's climate. You know, you've got to see what's happening in the States, Canada with the weather and the UK, mm. and things can change very quickly. Oh, but that's where the good agent comes into, that looks after you the whole time. Yeah. Now, uh, I was talking about the, the Travel Expo. I understand that people uh, who go there also uh, could win prizes. Absolutely, yeah. There's some prizes. I think we've got uh, tickets to Fiji. I think there's some tickets to Fiji. I'm not sure all the stuff there because we're still collecting some of that, but I know there's some good offers coming there. Mm. Um, you know, reduced deposits, deposit on the day, uh, and also some extra bonus offers as well. So uh, our marketing team is working on that around the clock at the moment. Have everything ready for the uh, the uh, Sunday, the 29th. Do you find that uh, that people are looking for uh, destinations um, that are you know out of the ordinary? Is is yeah, that is well, that an increasing thing? 
It is, it is. I mean, certainly at the moment, I would say that places like uh, Antarctica are very popular at the moment. People wanting to go to Antarctica, and I've just done a, a trip myself down to mm-hmm. Antarctica. That's my third trip, and I'd go again because it's, it's just one of those destinations that you just have to do. It has to be in your bucket list. Africa is mm-hmm. back on the on the uh, people looking wanting to do safaris in Africa, uh, both whether it's Kenya, Botswana, uh, all of those places, and the other destination, and it surprised me, that's come back so quickly, but so popular, is Egypt, uh, Israel, Jordan. Uh, those destinations are very in demand at the moment mm. for people wanting to get back and see. You know, And, and one of my first sort of, I suppose, travel trips to get away and look at destinations to bring back to, to our marketplace was Egypt. And I've been in love with Egypt probably for the last 50 years and mm. just love going there. So... Uh, it's a, it's a destination, and I'm doing it through at the end of November or middle of November to take an Egypt uh, Jordan tour away. So I'm excited to get back and see one of my favourite destinations. Right. Um, I understand that expedition cruising has become a quite on trend yeah, as of huge, like- huge, David. A huge, David. And it's come. Pre- it just started pre-pandemic. Uh, uh, before that, they were just starting to really ramp up a, a new cruise ship that we're going to do expedition cruising mm. and uh, some of the ships now that we've got across all the major cruise lines but uh, what I say to people it's expedition cruising in the daytime luxury cruising at night so you come back to these beautiful mm. ships that uh, you're not on a Russian icebreak if you're on a, a beautiful <laughs> uh, five star six star expedition cruise ship that's wow. got all the, the mod cons but you're going out in the zodiacs and you're exploring the Antarctica people say to me you know uh, how, what happens I said well Probably twice a day you get out and you go out on the Zodiac and explore, you know, the whole wilderness of Antarctica. But you really do feel when you're away on those sort of trips that you're an explorer, mm. you know, an expedition explorer. I mean, every time I sort of head into the Antarctic Peninsula, I think I'm an explorer. I'm actually going to the seventh continent that not many people go to. Yeah. That's a wonderful experience. Some people like going up north, you know, to the Arctic and see the polar bears or Churchill see the polar bears. So, yes, you're right. People are looking for uh, real adventure travel, and uh, we're certainly seeing it in the trends that uh, we're seeing with the booking patterns at the moment. But I, but I see you can even do things like uh, uh, take underwater tours on a submarine. Yeah, well, on, on uh, Scenic Eclipse and on a couple of the other expedition uh, ships now, uh, they've got uh, submarines that are attached to the ship. So oh. when you're down in Antarctica or Antarctica, that, you can go down the submarines and and explore under, you know, underwater. Incredible. And also they have their helicopters. And I can tell you, David, this, this, this really happened. I saw the plans when they were talking about having two helicopters on board and stuff, and I go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is just a, a marketing story. But actually being on and, and uh, on the scenic eclipse when we had a christening by Helen Muren, we were in New York on the christening, to see the submarine there, to see the two helicopters, mm. and David, they're not just helicopters. They're Maserati helicopters. <laughs> wow. They're the best you could, you could, you could buy. Uh, to see them working and on the ship and flying around, you go, how good is this to go to Antarctica mm. or the Arctic or whatever and to be able to do this sort of uh, travelling and experiences. And I think that's what people are looking for, experiences, uh, to come back and say to people, wow, that was something I never, ever thought I'd ever be able to do mm. or imagine or whatever. Uh, yeah, it is uh, what people are looking for. Oh, it sounds amazing. So so what trips have you got planned for next year, Phil? Well, 
I go in uh, mid-March to the northern, see the Northern Lights, and I'm doing uh, part of the Northern Lights in, in Lapland and, and uh, in Finland, mm. uh, sleeping in an igloo and going on reindeer rides and, and uh, you know, on the snowmobiles and etc. Mm. And then I go across to uh, Bergen and jump on Viking uh, Viking River, uh, Viking Ocean cruises from Bergen up to the Northern Lights in Norway, and then back down and finish in London, and then back home again. That's the the first one in March. The second one I'm doing Croatia by land and by sea. That's in June. That's a beautiful trip. I've done Croatia many times, mm. but I've designed my own sort of land tour, which uh, is still open for people to have it, to fly about, come in and book if they wanted to. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then we pick up the new Emerald Azura, which is a new super yacht, only 100 passengers, uh, David. Wow. And we've got that. We've got our group on that. That's sold out, that one. That, that's one of the newest ships that's... Uh, is going to be sailing in the Adriatic mm. from um, Dubrovnik right through to uh, Venice. And as I said, I've sailed out of many times that coast. to do it again on this brand new super yacht I'm, I'm excited about. And then in November, I'll be doing um, Egypt and Jordan. So uh, this year, David, coming up. That's amazing. So you're just living the dream, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I suppose I am. I'm people say you can be the best job in Adelaide or one of the best jobs in Adelaide. I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy travelling. I the nicest thing, David, is getting people to get excited about coming away and mm. travelling with us or, or travelling. And when you do get them travelling, you suddenly they've got the bug for the rest of their life and they mm. love it, you know. So we've got clients that have been coming to us for 30-odd years and, and it's beautiful just to, uh, you know, hear them talk about their trips and what they've done and how we got them excited about when they came to the expo. And, and David, over the COVID period when we couldn't travel, I spent one day just going through all our photographs of, of groups that were taken away, yeah. friends I'd met away on travel and all that. And it was just so, you know, I said to my wife, I said, if we don't do one more travel trip again, while we've had a great life of travelling with so many nice people who, you know, love travelling with us, uh, enjoyed it, and we enjoyed them and made a lot of permanent friends. It's a hard question to ask. It's sort of like asking you, you know, like, who's your favourite child? But, uh, but, yeah. but what would you say in your entire life of travelling, and you've done so many trips, I know, yep. uh, what, what was the best trip you've ever had? Gee, yeah, you're right. What you said about your kids. Yeah. Look, Canada, Canada, Alaska sits right up the, you know, the top there. Mm. My trip to Turkey, I've had some fantastic trip to Turkey, uh, to Turkey uh, trips to Turkey. Uh, I loved cruising the Baltic, uh, sorry, the uh, Mediterranean around mm. the, the Mediterranean and, and cruising into little ports and just wandering around those and enjoying, you know, the hospitality of those ports. Uh, and Croatia would have to be up near the top of the list as well. So yeah. I haven't given you a, a direct answer because there is just so many yes. uh, that you keep going back to, or, or you go to and you go, well, I still want to do this. I still want to go to the Galapagos. Mm. I'm looking forward to the Northern Lights. So, the list still continues, David, and, and mm. probably another five years, I'll say, to now I can put them in one to ten sort of order, but yeah. not at the moment. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand that. It's, it, I know it's going to be a tough question, but uh, but uh, look, in closing, can I ask you, um, are there any places in the world that are still relatively untouched by tourism and, and that will eventually open up, do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. Really good question. I think what we're seeing now is uh, if places are opening up, they're very controlled and, and very stiff conditions attached to it. You know, it's like the Antarctica, only so many uh, people can go on the ice at any one moment mm. from a ship. 
uh, at only a certain time. Uh, same with the Arctic and every, all those areas there. Uh, certainly in Africa with the animals, you know, there's a lot more conditions attached to uh, adventure travel than ever before. And, and really the same with anywhere. It's like people saying, you know, we don't want tourism in Kangaroo Island or other places like that. You go, we have to have tourism, but yes. we can control it. You know, if we look after the, the environment and we do the controls in there, people will obey by that, you know, because they know the rules before they go. Mm. I think it's all about the, it, the, you know, the careful attention that you leave it as you fi- find it sort of thing. And so, sure. uh, yeah, I, you know, I think we'll see more. What what are some of the places? Well, I'm, I'm excited about going to say the Galapagos. Now, Galapagos has been open for a long time, but it's worth it's really strictly controlled, so mm, I can imagine. See that. So there's there's a lot of you know a lot of great places, you know, Machu Picchu and all those that have opened up. Um, and I think there'll always be now a lot more controls than ever before. Mm. Yeah, fascinating stuff, Phil. Great to talk to you today, and thanks for taking the time. I know that you got stuck and couldn't come in, but <laughs> but we got there. Thanks for your time, all Phil. Right. All the best thanks, to you, David. and uh, okay. and have a great New Year, by the way. I will. Same to you. Thanks, uh, Phil. Okay. Thanks, David. Bye. Cheerio. Bye bye.